Four-man rush. Fields has time. Launches downfield. It's Olave. He's got a touchdown. Ohio State. A deep strike, and the Buckeyes stretch the lead again. 56 yards. Wow. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. It's Joe and Chris Ranji here. We are live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago. Chicago's home for Wagertainment, 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. And you can check out the show live weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the free Odyssey app. Make sure you have that downloaded on your phone and check out the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, Wow. You know, we're acting surprised, and maybe we shouldn't, that there are crazy rumors. This is the lying season. It's been the lying season in the NFL for weeks, if not months. And uh, it's just history repeating itself, Ron. Like, there's just these assumptions that that go on. Like, oh, Chris Sims, he's got a tight relationship with Kyle Shanahan. They're old college buddies. They got tattoos of each other's initials on their ankles, which is quite strange. Like he can't be wrong. I and think it's adorable. Back, it is so strange. And you back that up with the Adam Schefter stuff. And so many are saying, well, I'm not betting against Adam Schefter. How many reporters are being lied to right now about this stuff? It is fascinating. And I, I don't even know that it's one of two. It might be one of three guys. I'm starting to hear people say that maybe Trey Lance is the guy that San Francisco's targeting with the number three pick. Which is weird because I've seen him as high as four in mock drafts. Have you seen him at three? I've seen, I've seen uh, not mocks, but people talking in the last 24 hours about that possibility. Mocks. I've seen him as high as four, as low as 10. So I don't, I don't really know about him. Um, that'll be really interesting. I was, and, and I think we've all kind of chased this Mac Jones thing to the 49ers for a while. So maybe that's yeah. like, a, I, don't, I really don't know what to think about any of this stuff, but you're right. NFL teams, maybe there's some sort of agreement with, with reporters in the NFL that uh, teams say, look, when it's draft time, we're going to throw you a bunch of nonsense because we want all of that out there. Rest of the year, though, we're going to give you the real scoops. Mm-hmm. But if you if you do us this favor around draft time and leading up to the draft, well, we'll give you the red herring, put it out there, and then we'll take care of you the other 11 months of the year. I would not be surprised if there are conversations like that. Is that does that sound insane? There are so many draft rumors yeah. flying around that all the stuff that's wrong right now, 13 days is forever in sports media consumption, right? It's forever. We're going to forget about all this crap. Right. So that wouldn't, I don't think that's crazy. There's a lot of bartering. There, there's a lot of, a lot of that go, that goes on. But you, I mean, you have to, pre- look, if you're a team, you have to be careful with your, with the reporters who cover you because but San you Francisco want- also doesn't have to do this because I don't, we no, know right. one, we know two and yeah. you're three. <laughs> so why are they right. playing this game? Uh, um, uh, if maybe they are willing to trade that pick again, which I doubt, uh, unless, yes. unless they're like not letting people know, uh, Hey, we might go this way. We might go that way. Maybe it makes their pick a little bit more attractive. If you don't know exactly where they're going to go, because it's certainly making everybody's job behind them more difficult because on draft day, if they still have that pick, 
you know, uh, you know, you're, you're trying to figure out which quarterback you want, but I would think you would have all of your homework done by then. So, you know, of the remaining court, if there are two guys left, if it's, if it's for you between Mac Jones and Lance, for example, I mean, I, or even Justin Fields, I think, you know, everything about all three of those quarterbacks. And so then on draft day, you just take the one that's left for you, right? Shouldn't it be that simple? Yes. Literally, <laughs> okay, so- literally 24 hours ago on the show, Ross Tucker was here uh-huh. and he was like saying it's a hundred percent Mac Jones. It's nobody else. It's Mac Jones. It's Mac Jones. Nothing would make the executive producer of this show happier than to have Ross Tucker be 100% wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we talking about, um, well, I'm not going to name names, but does it start with an E and end with a lie? It always ends with a lie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Eli, my guy. Uh, let, you know, this is, this will be for me. I think it's the most fascinating draft we've had in a very long time with the exception of just selfishly from a a standpoint of a bears fan. The 2017 draft was interesting because you wanted to know what they were going to do with number three. We know what they did now. Uh, That was, that was really something. Um, But other than that, this is the most fascinating draft just from a, an outsider's perspective, looking in at the entire league, yeah. because it can go so many different directions. And even the, the Bears team we're talking about from the Sun Times, Brad Biggs, who has Tribune. been covering the Bears, or from the Tribune, yeah, has been covering the Bears forever, just yesterday was writing about the fact the Bears are probably going to trade up from 20 to go get one of these QBs, which, wow. or, or at least he thinks that could happen, that he doesn't necessarily think they are just going to go with Andy Dalton and be happy for the year. So there's still that intrigue, wondering if a team like the Bears, who has not been afraid to trade up before and doesn't have a whole lot of draft capital to trade this time, maybe they get into the mix. So here's um, what's been happening with the odds. For the last couple of weeks, it's okay. San Francisco moved up to go get Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones reminds you of a lot of the quarterbacks that Shanahan's had over for years and years and years. Makes sense. Schefter report. Sims is talking about it. And for the record, Sims, he's had a lot of hot takey stuff this offseason. Like <laughs> he's out there saying Zach Wilson's better than Trevor. L- he's the only person under the sun that's doing that. Like he, he's been all over the map. Uh, he's getting his name out there. But last night it flipped Justin Fields. At, at, no matter what site you want to talk about, points bet, Vandal, DraftKings, bet MGM. Justin Fields is now the favorite to be the number three pick at every site. And now Mac Jones is the second favorite and the third favorite. You were just talking about uh, Trey Lance a moment ago, by the way, if you think there's a shot points, bet has him at plus 600 to be the third pick. I I do think there's a shot. So that's what we're referencing about all the movement with the odds. Just thir- now 13 days out. It's, it's crazy. And I don't think you're being hyperbolic when you say this is the most fascinating draft that you can remember because the other part of it is there are going to be players that are going to be drafted maybe in the top 10 that did not play college football last year. We don't see that. Um, You don't have these individual workouts that has been removed from the, the, the equation. You didn't have the combine stuff and, and you have these uh, the, the, what do they call them? The team, not the team, but at the school, 
those workouts. And that's about it. And all the coaches are there wearing their masks at the same time. It, it truly is going to be fascinating. And it was a shortened college football season at that. So we have a, a smaller sample size of information this year. After one and two, we know nothing, nothing. And that's part of the reason it is going to be so wild. Yeah. And we know nothing about anybody except for Trevor Lawrence, for sure. I mean, I think he's the one guy of all these quarterbacks, the five that we're talking about, that is least likely to bust out. Right. I think he's yes. he's he's probably a sure thing. He's as close to a sure thing as you can get. But outside of that, you don't really know. Like you mentioned, um, the guy who hasn't played. And in fact, it, I, I believe he's gone from what, like, like, like maybe early on, months and months ago, gone from like a projected top 10 pick to now a projected top three. Like he's moved up the draft board that much and hasn't even played. Like yeah. that's that's pretty incredible um, that that's happened. It, and and again, you're you're right. It's because a lot of these teams, I think, don't really know if 2020 meant much of anything um, because of the environment the these guys were playing in. Everything was different. Um, workouts were different. The preparations for the season were different. So I think it's a lot tougher to judge. So maybe there's more maybe teams are less risk averse going into this draft than they would have been in a typical year because of the way they, because maybe they have some deniability. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they can say, Hey, look, if the draft pick doesn't work out, they can just say, well, 2020 was a strange year, you know? So we, we took this chance on the, on, on Mac Jones. Right. right? And, and we thought it was going to work out and it didn't, but Hey, 2020, right. So maybe they feel like they can do something like that and not have to suffer the consequences as much as a normal year. And then at four, you have a new head coach and a new general manager with the Atlanta Falcons. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Right. It seems like they're going to keep Matt Ryan. They restructured that contract, so maybe they don't go quarterback. But, hey, there are a lot of quarterback-hungry teams that are going to be looking to move up so they can land a third guy, and maybe they move up to four. It's, but if you're, yeah, if you're the Falcons, you have to be thinking about life after Matt Ryan. Yes, that, that, I that agree. dude is, you have to. And maybe, maybe there's an Aaron Rodgers situation where they draft a quarterback and he's pissed off because they didn't do anything to help him. You know, they didn't do anything with the line or they didn't do anything offensively or even on defense. You know, they didn't help him in his current team and they drafted maybe a guy who's going to be a little bit of a project before he gets to start. But they have to be thinking about post Matt Ryan life. So if, if I'm them, I would not at all be opposed to taking one of these quarterbacks and seeing what what they can do. And hopefully he's a you know he's a good soldier and helps the kid out. You know maybe so, helps him learn. So it's interesting. I agree with you that you need to get your next quarterback, and you don't get a lot of opportunities to draft top four, top five. We don't have a lot of drafts. We're Five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. That's clearly what's going to happen this season. Um, but once you're the new GM and you take that quarterback, clock has started, right? Right. If the, if that's a bust, well, you get your second quarterback. That's That's how they're going to remember you. The first big move you made, okay, you went after a quarterback with your first pick very high. You know, you could have Matt Ryan stick around for a couple of years and he can be average to slightly below average 
he can play at that level for you while you're rebuilding the rest of the team. And then when Ryan retires or when Ryan comes to you and says, I'm going to play one more year, then you can move forward and get your quarterback of the future. The Falcons, from what I understand of Arthur Blink, he's fairly loyal to to his yes. people. Dimitrov so, was there forever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I would not at all be. Here's the way I'm thinking of it. If if you're a new regime, you're going to get a lot of time to prove yourself. And yes, the clock does start as soon as you draft that first quarterback. And if you get to draft that first quarterback in your first year the clock starts, but I still think he's going to get a lot of time because if that doesn't work out, you know, two, three years from now, it looks like that was the wrong decision and they picked a QB. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think blank gives them the opportunity to try and fix that mistake. I don't. So it, if, if I'm Atlanta and I'm that front office right now, I'm going that direction and we'll see what happens. And if it doesn't work out with, with Jones or Lance or, you know, fields or whoever they decide to pick, then they can try again in a few years. And I think blank will allow them to do it. I, I, if I'm that front office, I feel like I have some latitude here to make a mistake in my first draft. I just, I just don't understand why teams operate in this manner that, okay, we're going to draft a guy and then we're going to wait. We're going to sit around for three years to see if it works. I go again, take three turns in a row. You, you think, Quarterback's a question mark. You're only average, getting average play out of the position. Take another one. You're sure. going to find find out. They're going to force your hand. If you have a good one, believe me, you're going to know that you have a good one in the building. Yeah, and so go ahead and take a, a quarterback now. Even if he sits, you'll you'll find out next year. I mean, is the draft class going to be any better as, as far as quarterbacks go in 22? You know, I mean, yeah. this is a, yeah. this is – this is probably as good as it gets for a little bit. So, and, and it's more of a certainty, you know, none of these guys are certain, but you have more information on them and you know more about them. Um, then you know, what's going to happen a year from now, go ahead and take it, take that quarterback, see what happens. I will never criticize a team for being aggressive with the quarterback. Arizona's like, yeah, Rosen ain't it. Let's go get our guy. Let's see if he's going to work out. Philadelphia like says, okay. To two when, from three. Yeah. When, when saying it, let's go get a guy in the second round. You know, okay, it looked like he was going to be an MVP, but he's clearly not going to be the way he regressed. So I'll never criticize a team for improving there. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji, our uh, fun segment, Betting Aside, is next.